This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. This is part two of our series on fighting to win. It is the Monday the 22nd of May 2023. We're coming we're coming to you for uh, the airwaves here, me and my good friend, Martin King. How you doing, Martin? I'm okay, thanks, Derek. I'm okay. Good to see you. Great to see you. And uh, so I, I have spoken about these things over the years. I've, I've had a real direction around these this topic specifically regarding why to fight and win for the battle for the mind, no fighting a losing battle, uh, you know, no feeling totally helpless and desperate being able to really come through. And I know I can just get straight into that, but there's been this restraint upon me about the need to slowly identify, slowly move. So I, I feel... I'm I'm rest- I'm held back because <laughs> you could just get straight into talking about the the victory and the the, the warfare and the weapons went over warfare, and, but you know I've just I've just really had a restraint around that and so the day we're really just going we're not we're not picking this big topic we're just going to um, identify the movements of our own hearts and share and hopefully through us or is sharing that you'll be able to identify and hear, I can relate with that, I can identify with that. So, Father, we just open up with prayer. We just surrender this conversation to you. We ask for your light to come through what we share. We pray for those who are listening, who are feeling that they're fighting a losing battle, they're feeling helpless, they're feeling that they've came to feel there's no hope that there's no way I escape. There's no, you know, that expectancy for a for a for a breakthrough or for good in the future. Well, we know that people live uh, in this in this cycle of defeat. So we just pray as we are discussing these things today, God, that light will come, understanding will come, blind eyes, the revelation of that blind eyes opening. Give us sight so we can see and so we can move forward, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Aye, so we shared on the last year, on the first part, which again was, you know, it was just being led, no rushing into it. And uh, that experience I had of the, the computer breaking down, and I needed outside help. And so... The, the sense after going through that session was, uh, I heard this with John Eldridge last year and I was over in Dublin with a group of the, of the guys from Colorado and of Ireland. And he quotes an author who said, disillusionment and, and depression, progressive onset of this stuff can be the accumulation of hundreds of thousands of tiny disappointments each one hardly noticeable on its own. And uh, as, I was, as I've been preparing for this and reading 
one of the one of the th- the the things I read and it really lined up with that was around how our lives are filled with setbacks, life's disappointments, the setbacks, the disappointments, the delays, the broken plans, the broken dreams, things have no measured up to the expectations, our dreams haven't been fulfilled, and we gradually fall into that learned helplessness that I mentioned the first uh, the first session around the, the pike. The pike just kind of ve- gradually gives up because it just can't get the minnows. And we gradually give up hope because we just think life isn't going the way I thought it should have. This isn't working for me. I'm not getting, no getting, um, you know, what I, what I desire. I'm not reaching the goal. And, uh, you know, and then this, th- these feelings obviously just breed more and more helplessness. What's your thoughts on that, Mum? I think what you said there is very true. <clears throat> and the timing of this podcast couldn't have probably been any better for you, but I'm going through the news because I'm going through some of this myself. Uh, and in quiet time there, I, I, I was thinking, what, 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 is that? what does that look like? And I go to the image of quicksand, you know, and I thought about when you seen the films of people in quicksand, they just struggle, they struggle, and they struggle. But they actually, they go, they're thinking quicker when they struggle. And I thought that's what it's like sometimes with these trials and tribulations. You struggle and you try and you're in strength and you're in power. But then where you resist what you're, you're going through, the quicker you get pulled down. You know, so I thought coming into this podcast, that's what it's a bit like. Rather than just be still and get rescued, Mm. you know, we don't be still and get rescued, we struggle on, you know. And I find as a human being, especially as a Christian, Mm. uh, when you go through a a good run and then all of a sudden, as you say, these wee things start to accumulate up, you know, and then they turn into bigger things and bigger things and then they just overwhelm you to the point that you're, as you said, you're like, what is this all about, you know? And it's catching them as they come in, but it's often hard to catch daily stuff, you know, family stuff, marriage stuff, work stuff. It's so hard to pinpoint because it's just, oh, that's just that. Oh, that's just that. But all they, that, just that's then turn into a headache, you know? So it's trying to it's trying to catch the that's which I find very difficult. Yeah, and that's really insightful because you know, as I say, we this subject you could just be all like shout and ball about the victory and, and talk about the warfare and, the, and you know the, the, the great things that, that Jesus has accomplished for us and what that means in our lives. But the process of working this out, we can't minimise. What you've just said there, the, 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 there's a process to go through. You can't minimise the pain, the hurdles that, that one soul from the next experiences, because we're all different. We've all got different makeups and capabilities and backgrounds and things that have influenced us and defined our lives. Uh, so the understanding the complexities of that, to then be able to recognise, oh, there's, there's, that there's there's what's creating these wee but this build up. Mm-hmm. Some we were away last week and, and 
our mentor friend Don Eldridge said to us, the worst form of suffering is a suffering without context. <laughs> and that, that just, to me, it was like, wow, because we had a conversation about this afterwards. That really, for me, I had insight on that because the series we just done there on Prune for Better Fruit and the truth that the Father is always at work, John 5, John 15, he's always at work. But our problem is we don't recognise what he's up to. And without that context, that's when we are very susceptible to hopelessness and resignation and, and deep disappointment leading to deep depression and despondency. That our confidence is just thrown away because we are just going, I can't be dealing with all this. Why? What's all this hassle? What's all this? What's all these, uh, you know, trials and, and, and screw ups and, you know, failures all about? And, uh, you know, but when we get the context, you actually begin to see God, oh, my goodness, you know, that loving father is at work pruning and correcting and shaping me as I grow and actually bringing things up, fathering, healing, initiating, restoring parts of my story. But because we don't have the context, it's utterly meaningless, and that's what can lead to this learned helplessness. What's your thoughts? No, again, bang on. Uh, and again, this actually this actually started, this change in me started to happen during the when we were away last weekend, you know. Because of my because of my story, I felt quite awkward at the retreat. Uh, I felt as though I didn't belong. I felt as though a bit of that imposter syndrome. Felt no good enough, you know. So I brought that home with me. So I brought that home and then it started to involve the other things. You're really no good at that. As a matter of fact, you're not really good at that. You're not too good at that either there. And then it all started to pick faults. But you're right, the, the pruning process, but it's gave me something really, really to look at. This no belonging. Why do I no belong? Why do I not feel as though I belong? So these are the things that the, the light's been shown on. And these are the things I've not got enough distance to know. I've not worked in that enough because it's been too close. But these are the things that's brought up. I act like I don't belong. So therefore, I feel as though I don't belong. You know, and how that's inspired this weekend, every other, it just, it was, it started at the treat. Now it's went in, oh, it's went into every other in my life. You know, it's just been like a, it's like been a drop in the ocean and it's just made a ripple effect. But I'm aware of it. But can I stop the train of thought the new? No, because it's on a cycle. But I know it's on the cycle and I'm aware of it. So I'm working on it. I've no worked through it yet, but I'm working on it. So, we spoke about inventory earlier on and how important it is to write this stuff down, to get a handle on it, because you don't know the truth in that cycle. You don't know the truth because your brain and your, your feelings and emotions are away. You know, they're, they're gone. You know, they're lost in the moment. So I, I, need, I, need, I need a bit of breathing space and I need a wee bit of, of work done. 
and then to get the truth, because as it says, the truth doesn't set you free. It's known the truth that sets you free. You know, so I, I need to get it, I need to get and know the truth about this this belonging stuff comes from. You know, so that's the big journey I'm on this week. And I think just bouncing off of what you got in quiet about the quicksand. Because when you're sinking in that, sinking in disappointment, sinking in the resignation of the memory of that feeling like I don't belong, for instance, it then it's it's like it, 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 the power of that is is so consuming that you're sinking and you're trying you're trying to struggle, uh, you know, struggle your way, fight your way out it, and as you say, you feel like you're sinking. John John says something, uh, Father be God. Um, and you know it's best me quoting it because he said so much of what we misinterpret as hassles so much as, uh, of what we misinterpret as trials or failures and screw ups on our part are in fact God fathering us the great gardener is at work and that, this is what came out of our conversation last weekend because until I have taken the time to establish this as this is what's going on, I, God has promised through Jesus in Matthew 15, sorry, John 15, Jesus is saying that if you're producing fruit, the Father will be continually pruning. So that is, that, that's, that's the most, in the vineyard, it's the most important part of the whole enterprise. So I can't I, I can't be saying that, that that what's actually happening in me isn't he? You know, I have to have eyes to see that this is what God is doing in this moment. What is he doing? He's at work. He's promised to prune, to shape me as I grow. And and for me, I've been celebrating that. I've been watching that. I've been saying, right, what what's that? What's what what are you doing? Rather than misinterpreting that. Not having no context, and then that oh, leaves the door wide open to what you said earlier. I then start looking at all these. I'm, I'm susceptible because I start getting doubts about all these other areas of my life because I'm not actually going. No, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is what this is. I'm not in control. I've not arrived. This is my loving Father preparing me, working in me for better fruit, so that this will only continue continue to play out, this belief on it continue to play out, this expectation, this behaviour pattern, you know, and it says John finished by saying that it's, it's in fact God, Father, and pruning us, correcting us, taking us through something in order to strengthen us, to heal us, or to dismantle some unholy thing in us. And, and so, when we have the context for that, you know, that gives us hope. I, you know, I, I know it's partly what, we're, what you're sharing there, man. When you understand, here's what God's up to there. I can shift from this pure meaningless pain, meaningless suffering that just makes me reject myself, punish, reject, run away from, and just hit the who cares button and, and sabotage a lot. That's what, it's, that's, that's what the pattern is drawing, pushing us to do, really, isn't it? No, de definitely. Uh, 
it's quite strange. As you see, everybody's story is unique, you know. But most of my most of my life and uh, recovery, I've looked at with an analogy of the tree, and the end result is the branches and the fruit. <clears throat> and I've always looked at the, the the branches or the fruit as me, the end product. That's who I was. That's who I became. So that was my identity. And over the course of the last few years, through your teachings, we've learned to look at the to look at the beginnings, you know, look at the 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 roots, you know, and even go back further than the roots, look at the soil, which is called the soil soil of circumstances, you know. But it's often hard when you've been uh, kind of programmed to look at the branches because that's where my default mode will go to. That's who you are. You're that. You're that. You're that. When really this process, if we really take the onion there and take every layer back, it's taking us back to where the pain began. But it's funny how the default mode just takes us to the end product and we live there and we can't put there. And we don't, that hassle, I'm not doing that, so we don't go back down the line to see where did that pain come from. Let's pinpoint that. That's what the pruning is all about. But it's quite hard when your default mode is to look at the end product, you know. Well, it's a great point. So my experience of this, the, the one that I have got real uh, got real clarity, I really received direct divine guidance with this, and that is where the fighting to win message for me came out. I've spoke taught this over the years, you know, I've got messages on it um as I've delved into it. But I've never really delved it, like taking the time like this to say what was really going on. Because, uh, you know, this, this, the motivation for this series was born out of something that you, you had said to me and then other friends of yours had said about people they know all over the world who have been strong, spiritually strong, mentally strong, are actually, they're just, they're, they're casting their confidence away. There's a resignation settling in because they're looking at the hopelessness, the disappointments that's happened, and it's it's building up to this learned helplessness. That's what it, that's that's the best way to describe it. Like that Pike, who after all these disappointments, after all this lack of lack of fulfillment of of, of needs and dreams, it just goes. This is what I, this is my lot in life and become resigned like Brooks, the, the, the Shawshank Redemption movie. Um, this is, I kind of live as a free man. I'm, I, this, is, this is my lot in life. And that that sense with the suicides that have been over, uh, you know, the you know the, the increased suicides that, are, that we've been hearing about, that I'll, 100% guaranteed is what's playing out and people's lives to eventually get them to the point of just saying, oh, there's no point in you living. So, my, my experience was I was caught up in something that was a cycle in my life. I was fighting a losing battle. I was I came to feel helpless because the way, like me, I like you, what you said with this, the sinking sand, the quicksand, I was sinking. The way I was struggling against this, I was getting deeper, deeper and deeper. Stuck in it, and I asked God to speak to me. Uh, you know, regarding it, and the question I was really answering, asking, sorry, was how do you fight against this and win? How do you fight against this weak point, this problem, 
this mental uh, problem, this stronghold of the mind, this depression, this addiction, these habits. How do I fight and win? And uh, so I got this dream, and I'm no joking, I mean, the detail in this was profound. But the first pivotal, key, foundational, crucial truth that was that was expressed, that was conveyed within this, was I was, I was in a battle. I was in a fight, and I was fighting someone I knew I could battle. Mm. And I'm no joking. See, when I woke up, there's tons of detail in this, but when I woke up, that there was some, there was an impact that I had on me that was so important. Because the fighting position, like, you know, when it was when you were at school and you were in a fight with somebody, if you were fighting somebody that was this maybe as strong as you or stronger, there was butterflies, there was, there was uncertainty, now, in the natural, that's what happens. But see if you're fighting something, you're fighting your wee brother, or you're fighting your, your, your cousin, or your, the wee guy that bought the street, he's five years younger than you, and he's, you know, two stone lighter than you. He's exhibition stuff. <laughs> you know, carrying on wrestling. But it would be, you would be shown off. You, you'd be, you would be, you know, you'd be so free to fight in a way that never, you, you know, you only threatened. So that key truth was so important for me to receive and be to understand. Because when you're fighting a losing battle and you've learned and you've came to feel after disappointment after disappointment, breakdown after breakdown, hurt after hurt, whatever the story is and whatever your specific story is, whatever, whatever the journey's been for, for you particularly to get to the point of saying, I'm I'm done. This is hopeless. That came to feel helpless in the face of these things. When that sets in, you know, I've got no energy, I've got no fight in me. So that first truth was that you are fighting, you're in a battle, and you are fighting someone that you knew you could bar. It made all the difference in terms of my confidence to win. The confidence to defeat this issue that I was going to fight. It radically changed how I was, was directing my efforts. So, how, where's the scripture for that? Well, I've been reading it in the message of Matthew chapter 12. And... The Pharisees, the religious leaders, Jesus is doing things that were absolutely profound, delivering people who were mentally possessed with all sorts of terrible things that was making them, you know, act to the fruits that you're talking about, act out in certain ways. He was healing people, releasing people from, from long-term oppression in the mind, opening blind eyes, opening deaf ears. And uh, so... These religious folk were then saying, oh, it's all black magic he's up to. This is some devil trick he's pulling out for his sleeve. Basically saying, he's involved with this black stuff and the dark stuff. And that's how he's able to do that. Jesus says, listen, he confronts the slander by saying, a judge who gives opposites, opposite verdicts 
on the same person cancels himself out. A family that's in constant squabble disintegrates. If Satan banishes Satan, is there any Satan left? If you're slinging devil mud at me, calling me a devil, kicking out devils, doesn't that same mud stick to your own exorcists? But if it's by God's power that I'm sending the, the evil spirits packing, then God's kingdom is here for sure. How in the world do you think it's possible in broad daylight to enter the house here awake, able-bodied man, and walk off with his possessions unless you first tie him up first? Tie him up, though, and then you can clean him out. He said this, this is war, and there is no neutral ground. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. So Jesus sets us the scene there in Matthew 12 by saying, you know, what he's what's he what he's operating in. They were trying to say it was of evil, black magic. But Jesus saying, listen, a judge who gives opposites verdicts on the same person cancels himself out. He can't be operating for the dark. But you see, the king, God's kingdom is here, and I am exercising it to attack these things that are creating these problems in, in ours. And he says, this is war. There is, no, there is no neutral ground. So that 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 sense, Martin, that it's maybe an introductory thought to some. It was an introduction to the battle that I had, I had an enemy. He was coming against me and all my weaknesses in these vulnerable parts, in these places of, of weaknesses that, that were prone to and liable to break under a bit of pressure. So, you know, for, for those listening today, that, that uh, you know, that truth that, yeah, we've identified the problem, the deep disappointments, the, the learned helplessness that builds up. But the first truth in our battle of, of to fight and win is to hear that we are fighting an enemy that we knew we can battle. It changes everything in, in terms of our confidence coming against that. Martin, do you want to just respond to that or? No, I, I think I, I think that's right, Derek. Yeah, I think we said is right. But I've got to point out when you're in that 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 pit, when you're in that bit of despair, it's awful. It's awful hard to get any sort of truth in that, you know, because uh, because I think when you're in that, you don't feel as though you've got the authority to fight that enemy, you know. So it's about if you don't think you've got the authority when you're in that, it's maybe starting to look at some truths, you know. I mean, I thought of that quick, Sandra, I thought of that the scripture where, it, where he pulls you at the pit, the miry claim, sets your feet upon the rock, you know. What is the, the rock? The rock is Jesus, and what is Jesus? Jesus is the truth. I think when you're in that, and in that mode, eh, it's actually challenging what you're thinking about. You know, what truth is this? What is this fact? Is this who I'm at? Is this what I'm at? And again, this is where the pen comes in, you know, because 
I think when you've got a sane mind, you're like, I know I've got, I know I can beat this enemy, but when you've got an insane mind at that point, it's often hard to differentiate the true for the false. So it's about in that, I, I would say, start a question, question what you're thinking, question what you're feeling. Is that the truth? Is that who I'm on? Is that what, what's going on here? And when you put pen to paper and you get the evidence done, you will see that that's not the truth. And then when you return to the truth, then it all changes again. Yeah. But it's, it's powerful to, to know, believe what you're thinking or feeling at that time because it feels the truth. It feels this is really happening. But we hindsight and we have a bit of work, you realise, wait a wee minute, I've just been kind of hoodwinked again into the same old cycle. So it's getting a bit of fact when you're in the madness, you know, that's what I would say, you know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll close with a bit of prayer, but, you know, our, as I say, some some that are listening, you know, it may be the first time you've heard, you know, we, we're identifying the problem, identifying the, the traps, but, you know, that sense that we've got a, a spiritual enemy. Mm-hmm. We have an adversary whose aim is to attack your weak points, attack your minds with all sorts of thoughts. That's what Martin was communicating. You know, the first thing gets in, and then, you know, he starts accepting what Martin was saying, started accepting it and reasoning with it, agreeing with it. And the next minute, it's not just that, it's about five other things. And that's where this enemy of ours, a wimp that we know we can batter, but the only way he does win is when we don't fight effectively. Mm. So you know when we when 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 we start reasoning with all his suggestions and reasoning with all his uh, you know criticisms and accusations on our life and assaults on our heart and mind, that's when we start sinking. But you know when when uh, when we when we learn through as Martin saying renewing our minds with the truth, understanding. How do I fight and win? How do I prepare myself to fight and win? How do I combat this pattern, this cycle that's taken me into the sinking sand and then I'm I'm trying to fight while I'm in there that's making it worse? So, um, you know, I pray that help today. I just pray this this first truth, that first key for us of, you know, just just unveiling the curtain, just taking the, taking the, 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 you know, the veil away from our eyes to see. Help me to see. Give me light in regards to this in this battle, this internal battle. When I feel disappointed, when I feel resigned, when I feel like I don't belong, when these things are triggered in me, uh, help me to see where the enemy of my soul is pouncing where the enemy of my soul is, is trying to take advantage and gain ground. Where the enemy of my soul is attacking, you know, hitting that certain point, that weak point, that, that point that's, 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 you know, that just gives breaks and gives in because of its vulnerability, because of its uh, lack of security and strength and stability. So I just pray that over every heart that's listening. We thank you, God, that you have... You, you, and you, we have the victory. Mm-hmm. But we kind of just say that without it being worked out in our lives. We know that 
it's the outworking of it and our stories, each individual. So we pray the day for each individual listening. We pray for each each one's story. We pray for victory for them. Pray for that awareness of their own heart, their own life, their own story, where evil attacks them. I pray for anybody who's, who's under that heaviness of helplessness, like me, like Martin, total desperation, total helplessness, feeling totally powerless when it comes to how do I, I can't fight this, I can't address this, I can't move on with this. And we feel it's inescapable and it's, there's nothing good coming for us. Pray for that heart, pray for that mind that believes that today. We just pray your hope, inject them with your strength, with your hope, with your, with your vision, confidence, that yeah, this battle's not over. Just because we lost one, one, one fight doesn't mean the, the war is, is, is lost. I just pray the day that, God, as, as we go, you'll help us to see clearly what our fighting position is, what our authority is, what the weapons of our warfare are, so that we can wage a good warfare and win in this battle, daily battle for our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.